mark the radio dial setting at MotorCityGaming.com. Do not use your phone. It must be reserved for vital emergency messages so that you can receive official news and civil defense instructions on the Conrad frequency used in your area. Your life may depend on this. The last line of defense in major gaming news. Gamezilla Alpha. Prepare to take shelter and obey instructions instantly. This is the underground resistance. Join the Alpha Force. This is the plan to help you and others who need you. A plan to live, to work, and fight as did your forefathers. Now, let's check the plan together step by step. Gamezilla Alpha. Welcome to GameZilla Alpha, where we always have our cereal with milk straight from the udder of our very own cow. Oh, we don't own a cow. I, we we could only don't af- know that. We could only afford the goat. Wait. That's goat milk. That, that's been goat milk the whole time. That's why it's so hairy. Welcome to episode 26 of GameZilla Alpha. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, none other than Jazzy Fiddle, the goat milk drinker. (laughs) Man, it's been goat milk the whole time. Yeah. I feel a little deceived, but I also feel like it's been delicious. We knew where your heart was with the whole cow milk thing, and we just, we couldn't crush you yet. We didn't want to, we didn't want to, you know, make your dreams shatter. Man. But now it's time. <laughs> I was starting to question the fact that that looked like a really little cow. A pathetic looking yeah. cow. Yeah. And it had horns and it was like, it almost looked like it was painted. It was painted. Yeah. We really went, but we really went, son of a bitch. We really went the whole <laughs> way trying to, trying to fool you. So. All right. Well, I guess there's only one thing I can say about that, and that is that this episode is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. If you want early access to this show along with other great perks, head over to patreon.com slash GameZilla podcast and start your patronage today. Today we have a very competitive episode for you. Yeah, we're competing with every other episode we've done. All 20 other five of them. Yes. Yeah. Six if you talk about Deadite, but he, he, no. Nah. He just doesn't get it. But anyways, this is GameZilla Alpha, the podcast where we pick one hot topic and we break it down, focus on it, and today we have chosen... Legos. Legos, yeah. That's it. They're blocks and they you build shit with them. They're great. Thank you for listening <laughs> to episode 26. <laughs> League of Legends World... Tournament is upon us for 2017. We just had the draw group. We now know pretty much what this is going to look like. And we wanted to break it down because I think... Uh, the- ooch, 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 ooch. <laughs> break it down. <laughs> uh, we, wanted to, we wanted to take a moment and really think about, hey, uh, how does North America stack up this year? Do we Did we do well with the draw? Are we looking like we're actually going to get out of groups this year? And you know, overall, is this something that we should be getting excited about or scared about? Uh, as well as covering the just overall draw itself, in case you are a fan of EU or Korea or any of the other locations that some of these teams are coming out of, we're gonna we're gonna let you know where everybody fell, and then we're gonna break down North America's chances to maybe bring home the first ever world championship for North America. Yeah, so I guess the first thing to knock off the list is what is the world championship of League of Legends? What is it, Jazzy? 
It is the international esports event where teams from all across the world will gather for a global battle to hoist the World Championship trophy, which entitles the team that wins it to $1 million championship prize, which easily goes up by, you know, fan interaction and buying skins and stuff like that. You can, you know... 50% of all those proceeds go to the Directly uh, into the championship prize fund, so... More than a a million through Riot, and then obviously additional from fans. And the glory to be able to hoist the League of Legends World Championship trophy, which is 70 pounds. Of pure Riot points. Yeah. They just took Riot cards and like glued them together to look like a trophy, Mm -hmm. and that's what the 70 pounds worth. I believe it. It's a lot. They make enough. The trophy of- looks nothing like that. Oh, by the way, yeah. <laughs> no, it looks sweet. Oh man! So, yep. Coming up soon. Here we are going to um, start something new in Worlds this year, which is the first time Play that in. this is happening. Yeah, sorry, we're going. Pentakill. <laughs> no. Oh no! Play in, not no. pen- oh, but there might be pentakills in the play in. There could be pentakills. If there's not a pentakill this world, then League of Legends is dead to me. <laughs> it is, but this will be the first time that we actually are adding a stage to the world tournament. Typically, you go right into your group stage, and then from your group stage, you'll go into your knockout stage and/or bracket. And uh, that determines the winner of Worlds. But this year we have something a little different, and we have a play-in stage. Which this is because they increased the amount of teams that are coming into Worlds by eight. Am I correct? Correct. Yeah. So um, we used to only get 16 teams. Now we're getting 24. Yep. So essentially this is going to run the same way that the group stage will. So there'll be a two-round round-robin. The teams have been randomly selected into their four groups. They're going to be your third place seeds and some of your lower region seeds to kind of try to qualify for group stages, which is technically the start of Worlds Tournament. So right. it's kind of like a, hey, we're still trying to get into Worlds, so here's a little mini tournament beforehand. Kind of like a gauntlet style. Just, it is. Yeah, you know, it's an international gauntlet. International gauntlet to get to Congratulations, get you went through your own gauntlet. Now you get to, <laughs> go, you get through to go through another, another gauntlet. one, exactly. Um, but there'll be a two... A two there, okay, so four groups. Let me, let me start over. Group A, group B, group C, and group D. And group D, yes. And I'm going to tell you those groups now, just so that we can get that out of the way. I'm going to tell you those people. groups now. Okay, group well, A. Group A. Coming out of the LPL, we have Team We, Team WE, Gambit coming out of the LCL, and Lion Gaming coming out of LLN. Yeah, that's Group A. No one cares about Group A here, but Group B is where it's at because we got Cloud9 coming out of the NALCS, Team One Esports coming out of the CBLOL, and Dire Wolves coming out of OPL. This is where I need my boys Cloud9 to come on out strong, come out firing strong. Man, they need to. <laughs> Group C is got another uh, fan favorite and a one-time world champion in Fnatic coming from the EU LCS, along with Young Generation from the GPL and Chaos Latin Gamers from the CLS. 
And then finally, Group D, we got Hong Kong Attitude coming out of LMS 1907 Fienerbach coming out of TLC. And then Rampage coming out of the LJL. Oh, man. Underdog Cinderella story, Hong Kong Attitude. Taking it all, man. Worlds. I think they're the first. Uh, uh, this is their first world tournament. Yeah, international and I believe yep. they are the. Um, one of the only teams going into Worlds that is a full Chinese team, which Worlds is taking place in China this year. So um, that was something that I learned from League of Legends uh, when we watched the when we actually watched the draw event. Yeah, they were they were giving us a little bit of tidbits of all the different teams, which was helpful because a lot of these new teams coming in, these extra eight teams, um, they're we don't know a lot about them because they, a lot of these, a lot of this is the first opportunity for these teams to come on in and actually make something happen. Yeah. It was really cool the way they did the draw stage. It was typical, like your normal draw stage where it's like, Hey, you're going to you randomly select these balls, open it up and see which team gets placed in which group. Um, but it's cool that after each team name, they kind of did a little clip video to kind of tell you who that team was and yeah. you know what, why they're here in worlds. So I will uh, post, post that in the on the website to this episode so you can uh, watch the draw stage if you'd like. Yeah, the overall draw stage itself is only like 10 minutes long and then there's just a, a big like uh, review after with, with a lot of the LOL casters talking about you know how did it go. But if you want to just watch the draw itself both the play-in and the group draw, it, it's not that long and uh, it's, it's, it's interesting how it all went down. So each of these three teams in the four groups will play each other twice. And then obviously you get points for wins and no points for losses. And the top two teams will basically get randomly selected to draw another opponent. So it's one it's a best of one in these in these uh, round robins. You win or you lose. And then the top two teams will basically get randomly selected with another Top two from another group. Well, how it goes is you have a, you have a one seed and a two seed coming out of each group, right? Yep. It basically turns into a mini knockout stage. And what happens is you have a one, one and two out of each group, and the rank the the top the top seeded team will pull a second seed team from a different from group. From a different group. Though. Yep. You will not play the second tier the second seed team of your own group. It'll be it'll be random in the sense of if you're group A. And you're first. You're gonna group. You're gonna pull a second seed from B, C, or D. Correct. And that will be a a five man or, or five game. Sorry, uh, elimination. Yep. So best of five. The first team to win three of those games is going to win their group. And then the four winners of groups will be put into the group stage. Yeah, which that'll be a four, random draw. Yep, it'll be a random draw. So they'll still get you know randomly put into a specific group that of teams that are already sitting in group stage waiting for their their final opponent and uh then that will basically make group stage into a four team <laughs> yeah, round we'll, robin right we'll finally tournament. have our full squad our full group stage understand the four teams in each group and then then the round the round robin will begin of the actual group stage um let's cover the group the actual groups now, and then that way we can explain a couple of the rules that are going to def that are going to come into play here. Um, and that is simply uh, let's go with uh, so this is round robin. These are the actual teams that uh, pool 
pool one and pool two, as they called it in in the round robin. These are the people that earned first or second seed into Worlds. They don't have to play into Worlds. They're in. Yep. And that's going to start with Group A with Edward Gaming coming up uh, out of the LPL, SK Telecom T1 coming out of the LCK, AHQ Esports Club coming out of LMS. Then we have Group B, Long Zoo Gaming coming out of LCK, Immortals from the NALCS, and the surprise Gigabyte Marines coming out of GPL. Group C is G2 Esports from the EU LCS, Samsung Galaxy from LCK, Never or sorry, Royal Never Give Up from the LPL. And then Group D, we have the Flash Wolves from LMS, the Misfits from the EU LCS, and TSM from NALCS. Now, those are three teams per group because one team from the play-ins out of each group will be randomly drawn into yep. that fourth spot of each group. Now, here's the problem, though, and why we kind of uh, already are concerned for C9 is that two teams from the same league cannot be in the same group. So if C9 was to make their way out of the play-in round, you now know that they're going to have to fall into group A or group C. Or group C, yep, because they cannot play in a group with another team from their region. Right, and now let's remind everybody that group A had Edward Gaming and SKT, and Group C has G2, Samsung Galaxy, and Royal Never Gives Up. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough road for C9 if they, uh, and, and, and tough road for C9, and it's going to be a pretty tough road for, um, yeah, it's going to be a tough road for Fnatic's too, for Fnatic as well, because they can't go into a group that has an EU LCS, which takes them and puts them in either the SKT Telecom group or the um, Group B. Yeah, Group B, which is Longju, Immortals, Longju, and Gigabyte. Um, right. So um, I think they're hoping for B. That gives them their best shot, but still. Um, def- you know, not defending, but one-time world champion mm-hmm. Fnatic uh, trying to come back and, and show that EU has a, has a place in Worlds again, um, they're going to have a tough road as well. Yeah. With, with some of these changes so far, at first I thought they were kind of brutal. I'm like, man, these teams literally just went through their own gauntlets, and now they're going to have to basically go into a you know, pre-play gauntlet to even get into the group stage of Worlds, and then they get selected into what is probably the worst groups that they could be in, so putting them into another gauntlet of the round-robin stage. But at the same time, I'm like thinking about it, I'm like, well, the teams that perform the best in the regular season should get better seeding. So, you know, these teams that are fighting through these, what I would call myself the three gauntlets like you guys are just lucky to be here to be honest right yeah i mean it's true yeah you're you're a third seed or or um coming from a lesser known league as well so yeah you're gonna have to uh try to have a a play you know a, a tough playthrough but hopefully you can can be that cinderella story you can be that underdog that, that makes a run at it and uh you know usually that becomes a, a lot of fan favorites right there when when it comes to it so we'll see um, I do think it's interesting that how TSM, how lucky they got. Because when you think about it, the North American LCS law, it was a pool one. It was a pool one category. They, they, they were in, 
in position to have a pool one draw. And how that what that means is when they picked these these groups uh, of the round robin, pool one was a se- was a separate pool, and they pulled that first. Each group got a pool one team, and then they filled out the rest of the group. Right. So TSM normally. Or, you know, and, and I, I say TSM because they're usually always the, the, the team coming out of North America as, as uh, first seed. Normally would have been in a pool one pool, putting them in a group first and then letting, you know, the, the, uh, the, you know, the cookies crumble and, and everything fall into place here. But, and why I think that's interesting is because SKT and a lot of these teams that are scary were not pool one this time around. So, yep. It was almost beneficial that TSM played poorly at MSI and lost their pool one category, you know, uh, position, and it almost helped them get stay away from some of this uh, danger. Now, part of it's just pure luck, right? Like it's still yeah, luck. Absolutely. They could have drawn, you know, like I said, SKT wasn't a pool one, so they could have drew, you know. Back to you know um, TSM and SKT and fallen in the same group. Who knows? I just think it was interesting that they went away where it almost seemed like it was going to hurt that whatever North America team was going to be the first seed. It was going to hurt them because they didn't have that pool one spot, and it oh and it didn't. It it, it looks like it worked out. Uh, honestly, Immortals doesn't have that bad of a group either. So I think North America sits pretty strong at least in the round robin stages. Yeah, absolutely. And I think them getting drawn into Group D is a huge help based on the fact of the that you can't have another team from your region be pulled into your group from the play-in stage. So not only were they lucky in the fact that they stayed away from a lot of these hot teams in these other groups, but they also drew misfits from Europe, which basically takes you know, what most would consider the two strongest teams in the play-in stage would be the Fanatics and Cloud9 coming from North America and Europe and not allowing either of those two strong teams from the play-in stage to be allowed to be selected and dropped into their pool. Yep. So they're looking they're looking pretty good and the only reason that we're saying this is because through the group stage um, what you're going to do is you'll play a a round robin two 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 games again against each team, just like in the play-in stage, the top two seeds don't actually have to play off against each other like the play-in stage. The top two seeds of each group go directly into the knockout stage, which is the tournament finals bracket. Right. So, you know, TSM being selected in here, I think they have a good shot against the Misfits, and then I think they'll have an even better shot against whoever gets put into their pool for Group D, which... Gives me hope that they'll easily be able to, if not come out of their group as the number one seed, at least the number two, putting them into the tournament. Yeah, Flash Wolves is the only question. You know, they Flash Wolves had a disappointing Worlds last year, but they've turned around and and had the strongest season of any league team ever this year. And so, you know, you have to be concerned about that. But if TSM can uh, come out as a one seed they potentially have the easiest road all the way to the semifinals without ever seeing a Korean team, which, let's be honest, the Korean teams are the teams that 
are feared the most. Yep. They're they're the ones with the best history, you you know, and, and the most world championships. And it's, there's a reason why, uh, you know, once Worlds comes around, once you qualify for Worlds, you head over to Korea to do boot camps. Okay, there's a reason. So, yep. so um, you know, they they have a potential to have a very clean path to the semifinals, which would be phenomenal for them. Um, but at the same time, you have to wonder, you know, like. It, wouldn't you rather maybe be in uh, Mortals Group or or in, in a different situation where you could at least get some early vision on what the what the Korean meta might be looking like to make sure uh, and get some you know actual game time experience early on versus getting this path that maybe you make it all the way to, to the semifinals then you run into this team and you just get crushed because you haven't faced it yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's the scary part. Yeah, and I think Immortals are sitting pretty good in, in Group B, too. Um, they have Gigabyte Marines with them, which we saw made a pretty good pull at MSI, so they surprised a lot of people, but they are still from a region that, you know, doesn't really have that competition um, like the Koreans, North Americans, and Europeans do. So they're kind of a, a shot in the dark as to how well they're going to do in Worlds because yeah. you know they did well at MSI, but this is a different ball game. This is this is the big stage. So yeah, but the other scary thing is Longzhu Gaming is the team that actually beat SKT. Yeah, they're they the took team, them in the summer finals. They took them in the summer finals three to one. Yep, and 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 basically made sure that SK Telecom, the defending champs, uh, weren't a pool one pull. Yep. They, and so. And if I remember correctly, though, this is Long Zhu's first time into the world tournament. I believe you're right. Yes. So, you know, at the same time, first time, you know, there's probably going to be some jitters and how are they going to perform on what is yeah. the highest level of League of Legends? Yeah, the scary thing, though, is you're, you're coming off of, of beating SKT. You yeah. know, like the, I mean, the two time back to back world champions. Yeah. Three, well, three times. Well, they've won three times. Yeah, but two back, times back to back. Back to back right now. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I think Immortals, you know, it, I'm happy that they made it. You know, they they got so close last year, um, and their their makeup of their team last year was not a fan of them. But this time around, I really grew to like the Immortals and like their their play style and the fact that they, you know, had such a rough beginning split, uh, spring split, to come back and have a second split where they dominated and and, and almost, you know, won it all. Um, yeah, good for them. They're in here. I hope they perform well, and you know we could sit here and be proud of North America as far as finally coming into a world's tournament and and you know doing well versus like you know last year I I I was always uh, mocking you because C nine was the only North American team to make it to the knockout round, mm -hmm. and they didn't play well in the knockout round though. So realistically, they they skated by and squeaked in to you know squeaked into a to a position and then got crushed mm -hmm. by Samsung Galaxy. And for me, I just I want to see North America actually do well in round robin, but I want to see even if it's a quarterfinal or whatever, I want to see North America compete at that point, which yeah. we I am we really haven't seen much of yet. But, yeah, best case scenario for me in this situation is I would like to see all three of the North American teams actually make it into knockout. Yeah. I, that would be a, a huge push for North American LCS. Normally we have w you know, one team, if that, make it to the knockout stage of Worlds. 
Um, there was a pretty pretty good push, you know, back in the day, of you know some North American teams. Uh, TSM was the only team that actually made it the furthest. I believe it was the first ever Worlds tournament. They placed like third or fourth. I don't remember. I'd have to look that up. But um, that's the farthest NA has really ever gone in the tournament, and they normally don't make the knockout stage. Right. So to have all three teams come out of groups, make it into the knockout stage would be super cool, and uh, I think a huge accomplishment for North America in the fact that we feel like we should be there at this point and we go into this world term every year and just kind of have been disappointing ourselves. So having all three teams would be a huge accomplishment for North America. I'd take two out of three, honestly, like if two out of three make it, I'd be super happy. Yeah. But, uh, I think again, we're set up well for North America set up well to, to give it a good run, you know, um, seeing things like SKT not, uh, performing and, and closing out the, the way that we're so used to them seeing is, you know, even a, a better sign for us. Now, of course, they'll probably come into Worlds and just light on fire and kill everybody, but we'll see. Um, you know, there's a lot of teams here, though, that I want to see beyond North America. I want to see Flash Wolves, um, you know, as much as I want TSM to get that first seed, I want to see Flash Wolves play the way everyone thinks they're supposed to play because they keep going back to their league and dominating everyone, and then they come to a international scene and they kind of they they're like the TSM of their region where they just don't seem to show up, and it's tough when for TSM we sit there and we watch them win everything. They win Rift Rivals, they win their splits, they win their championships most most ever and and most consecutives in a row now and all this stuff right and it's just like okay, like now I want to see you do something on the bigger stage because I'm tired. Cause then you're just like, I don't want 2018 to roll around and then I go and watch the same thing happen again and then build this repetition of like, all right, now we're going to go to worlds and get squished and then we're going to come back and no, and we're not advancing. No, no other team has, has stepped up and dethroned you yet. You can't go over here and do anything. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what I don't want to see. So, you know, um, even though, TSM isn't my favorite team. When it comes to this point of the season and we get into Worlds, I, I'm I'm rooting for NA. So TSM, I, I want if they can go all the way, I want them to go all the way. But, um, you know, I'd like to see uh, outside of NA, Flash will step up and do something. G2 Esports has been – has been, they are the TSM of Europe. Yeah. <laughs> They've won everything over there. I have um, a very love-hate relationship with G2 because – as being the TSM of Europe, like you just said, they honestly need to come in and actually do something with Worlds because they're the same way. They show up to Worlds and they kind of fall flat on their face. But at the same time, I honestly, like in my heart, don't think G2 is really that great of a team. So if they get smashed in Worlds, it's almost kind of like, a love-hate, like, man, I really wish you would have done better, but at the same time, like, I knew it. Right, I knew yeah. you were not a team that right. was that was the caliber that you're kind of famed for in Europe. Yeah, I think I would I would prefer to see Fnatic come through and actually get into the knockout stage somehow over G2 actually doing what they're expected to do. Yeah. And so with that being said, as Fnatic is an underdog right now, the, the um, you know... Um, team that I want to see surprise everyone is the Gigabyte Marines. I think they are the uh, Elvis Knox Luna uh, team of last you know last year. And Elvis Knox Luna was a team that 
no, like no one even knew what they were. They were wearing jeans and t-shirts when they took the stage at, at Worlds, <laughs> yeah. and everyone's like, "Who are these guys?" And they they would take the stage and they just would go all in, and they and so people weren't ready for it. They were like, "What are these? What are they doing? What are these?" You're these team comps. What's going? And they were winning because of yeah. it. And then they would take the microphone at the end and be like, "We're just doing what the fans want." They were they were literally like rock stars, man. Right. They, they, came, they were born at that moment. Everyone was like, "We want to see these guys do well, right?" And that's why I think Gigabyte Marines. That's the kind of they are that flashy like all in team that can be can lose really fast or can destroy you really quick. Yeah. And I think uh, you know they. They can be that team that surprises a lot of people and 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 builds even a bigger fan base than they did at MSI. Yeah, they could definitely be a team that uh, was like Nox Luna last year. Yeah. And I like the thing I like about Nox Luna too is like you said they per it, you you put it perfectly when they say they're rock stars. But I like how cocky and confident they were after their matches mm. and stuff like that. Like they'd play something that was crazy and then they'd have an answer for everything afterwards. I just remember last year in the Worlds Tournament, they were playing their round-robin stage, and they uh, played a, a brand support yep. and an Anivia mid lane, and then they smoked this team. I forget which team it was, but they just smoked this team and ended up winning that game, and they grabbed the microphone afterwards and like, that was for you, fans. We call that team cop Fire and Ice. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. these guys are crazy. Yeah, they, were cr- they were legit. That's what it was. So you, just, you kept looking at them going, these guys are nuts. These guys are nuts. <laughs> yep. you know, and eventually it caused them to... To get knocked out, you know, because yeah, they, it was just it wasn't so, gonna last forever. They it was had their so moment crazy, of <laughs> but um, you know, and they've gone on to you know they've moved it. They've the teams called something different, but a lot of those stars from that team have split up, and they're on some of these world teams that they've rebuilt these teams around those core players, and uh, you know those teams are making their debut into uh, world for the you know so yeah. Um, so do we have a start date for Worlds? We do. So the play-in stage is going to start, uh, sep- it'll be September 23rd through the 26th and September 28th through the 29th. So that'll be the play-in stage. Obviously, um, September 23rd through 26th I'm a s- is going to be the round robin. You know, they don't say exactly that it's going to be split up like that. You know, it makes sense, with though. technical difficulties and stuff like that, you never know. But, um, and then the... Uh, five five game series probably you know um, could advance to the group stage will be played September 20th through 9th and then your group stage is going to start on October 5th through the 8th and then 12th through the 15th okay and then that will determine when the teams will make into knockouts um, knockout stage is basically the top eight teams that'll move on to the third and final stage of the World's Championship this year, which is made up of your bracket style, quarterfinals, semifinals, finals. Those will start October 19th through the 22nd, and then October 28th through the 29th, with the finals being played on November 4th. Yeah, so we are set up to have a full month of uh, of world championship yeah. gameplay. Yep, from the playing stage through groups and then on to the knockout stage, quarters, semis, and finals. So you get uh, just over a full month of League of Legends international play. It's going to be super exciting. Um, currently, you want to watch it. LOL Esports is going to be casting everything. They have your casters. Your most famous casters from every region come together and they kind of group up together and you know cast 
cast alongside one another, which I think is super cool that you almost have these kind of like superstar casters of each region. But yet, when they come together for like a world's tournament, you can mesh them together and they they work. They work. Like there's but, not but a you lot still of have like, that like <laughs> cheeky like poking at each poking other. at each other, which yeah. is what I like. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like oh, I think Europe's got this because you know this guy's not Europe. great. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, but they work really well together, and it's and it's really well casted. You can see all of that on LOL Esports, which is you know where they're guaranteeing right now that you're going to be able to watch all of this world's play. But you know. You're gonna probably still be able to see it on Twitch and YouTube and stuff like that. It's just not confirmed yet. Yeah, I mean, LOL Esports has all those channels across right. all those. So if they're gonna broadcast, they're probably gonna broadcast across all of those. Yeah, it'd be you know like they they want the viewership. So wherever your favorite place is to watch LOL Esports, that you're you're gonna probably find it. So, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so I mean that's worlds. We're you know we're gonna we're gonna cover it obviously once it gets started, and we'll be doing probably little mini. Um, eSport Zones, which is a segment on our mothership show, The GameZilla Podcast, that uh, Jazzy Fiddle puts up a, a weekly update. Well, when World starts, it's basically going to be a League of Legends update, pretty much. There might be a few little tidbits of other eSport things going on, but it, that'll be the biggest thing going on. So we'll make sure we're giving recaps and any upsets or, or and just pr- overall progress of, of the World Tournament as it proceeds. All right, so with that being said and done, they now know what the World Tournament is. Mm-hmm. They now know what the play-in stage, group stage looks like, and then obviously how knockouts is going to work. You have to pick one team. Actually, let's do one from both. Let's do a play-in stage, which team you want to see come out, your favorite team come out of there, and then a group stage, your favorite team that you want to come out of there. So I'm, I'm only... So okay. you're picking I'm a not picking team. a champ yet. Correct. No no champ. We'll we'll save that for uh probably another day when we kind of see how I'd say let's let the play ins and the groups round robins go and then we can make a better, you know, judgment as to what we think. Once teams we have our like. teams in knockout, right. We could probably yeah. Okay. Um I mean coming out of play in stage, I'm gonna have to go with the uh with my favorite, Cloud Nine. I think they um, surprised everybody in their gauntlet. When they looked, they did not look well at all in the quarterfinals of the NALCS championship, and they got knocked out. Um, so when the gauntlet came around and they actually defeated CLG, a team that looked on fire, uh, it it kind of solidified that a little more confidence back in C9 that they had been practicing with their with their off time. Uh, their owner had already booked. Ch- tickets to China, uh, to Korea for boot camp before they even won their gauntlet game. So, I mean, talk about A, pressure, but B, confidence. You know, um, yeah. I, I do like that. I feel like their top lane in Impact, they, they've seemed to maybe stick with, they're not subbing as often. They're not, you know, flip-flopping every other game. Their top lane, I think it's helped solidify maybe a little more of a consistent gameplay top. And then their, you know, rookie jungle, um, I guess not rookie, not Totally he's rookie-ish, rookie-ish, rookie-ish. Young, still one young of the best, jungle. Yeah, young jungle, um, has, has and one of the best time jungles time, in the name. Yeah, time and time again proven that uh, he is something to watch out for, and even when the banning phase has gotten to the point where they're just attacking him, um, he's still found something you know to, to yeah. service. Contracts so. in the jungle, 
deserves the first place, you know, yeah. jungle spot that he that he was awarded this year in NA. Yeah. And um And Jensen's their superstar. I mean, I don't have to say anything about Jensen. He's you know, he's got something to show in worlds again because he kind of melted down, but he's still great. And I think the 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 up and comer in, in the sense of like just playing really well and really just uh, t- taking certain games over completely is sneaky. I think their ADC has he, he he has shown that when the time's right he can go off. And so C nine, I think they're going to come out of they're going to come out of the play in, um, and then and then as far as who's going to come out of my round robin in the main the main zone, um, man. I uh, I would like to just make mention too that Cloud Nine is no strangers to the World Tournament. Right, they've made the World Tournament all four years that they've been around. Yep. So that's they've got that going for them where they're they're comfortable. They understand what playoff type of gaming is, and they, yep. they shouldn't have a problem with like nerves or stress or stuff like that. Yeah, it'll be interesting because it's the first time we've had play in though. So this is an extra, you know what. Six seven matches or whatever. Yep. Um, that they're gonna have to add to what a typical world's tournament is. So either a, it's gonna be good for them because they're gonna have they're gonna get moving and get you know uh, some ideas of what they're seeing be- before all the other teams get to start. So that might be beneficial to them, or it could burn them out and be a catastrophe. Anyways, uh, round robin. I would love to see. TSM get that first seed. If I had to pick a team and what I want, I want them to win their group. I don't want if they come out second seed. That's not for me. That I don't like. That's not the goal. The goal here is to win your group and set yourself up for a real run mm-hmm. in the knockout stage. You know, and then you know my 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 backup choice is going to be North America base. Is that I don't think Immortals can grab a, a first seed, but if they grab the second seed out of their out of Group B, that would be a victory in my eyes. Yeah, very good. Um, in my play-in stage, I don't want to I don't copy you because I do want to see Cloud Nine and TSM obviously go. I've already made mention that I want NA to make a real push in this World Tournament. So if I'm picking uh, another team out of the play-in stage, I want to see Fnatic. I know they're, like I said, they're one of the strongest ones, but I think they have a lot to prove. They're uh, the only European team that's ever won a world title. Uh, They're the only non-Korean team that has ever won a world title, and obviously their team is a lot different now than that championship team back in the day. But um, they were the kings of Europe for a long time until G2 Esports came in and kind of squashed their dreams of that. And uh, I love Reckless. Oh, the the ADC Reckless is just uh, he he does things that you could not even imagine. They'll go into a team fight and he'll come out of a team fight with like eleven thousand damage done in one fight, yeah, and he ends insane. up winning it one v four. It's yep. he he's just awesome. He was the MVP of the summer split in Europe, and I just really want to see them make a good push in this world tournament and kind of almost. Not that I have anything against the other European teams, but I almost want them to reclaim their throne as the European team to look out for. Yeah. And then dropping down into group draw, um, my boys Team SM, I really want them to go. If I'm looking at another team aside from them, I think I want to pull for an underdog here in the fact that AHQ Esports in group one has probably the most difficult run 
going up against SK Telecom and EDG, Edward Gaming, and the fact that you just automatically count them out. However, in worlds past, AHQ has been that team that has upset major teams. So I think for them getting placed against two major, probably two of the biggest teams in the world tournament, both put into Group A, and then you throw AHQ in there, you're kind of like, oh man, AHQ, like you got the short end of the stick. I think that's the perfect team to put there because they have the potential to take down the big dogs. Yeah, they're always surprising. They always are pulling out some crazy team comps. They seem like a team that doesn't have to play the meta and can still find ways to win, which is why I like AHQ Esports. So I'm kind of rooting for them to come out of groups and go into knockouts by taking out two teams. I mean, obviously, you know, there's still the potential of one of them being a one or two seed and, and you know, still making it. But you take SKT or Edward Gaming out of the knockout stage, and it's going to flip the whole thing. Yeah, so. it's going to be a big, a big change, a uh, shift in power for sure. Well, there's our predictions. You can always let us know your predictions. If you're watching League of Legends, you got a favorite team, favorite player, then you want to join our Discord. Head right on over to MotorCityGaming.com and click on the homepage. You'll see a button that says Join MCG Discord. It is free. Come talk about video games with people from around the world every day. And that's where we have our League of Legends channel where we talk about everything going on with League, uh, especially right now with Worlds. So... Um, yeah, make sure that you join with us and have a good conversation as we as we go through 2017 World Championship of League of Legends. Now, Jazzy, I got a couple questions for you. Yep. Your prediction right now, who is your top band champion through Worlds 2017? Top band champion. Mm-hmm. Who is going to be banned the most through this Worlds? <sighs> Thinking of it, the world meta changes very differently. Who's going to be banned because they're going to get way too many of these? Pentakill. Um, I think it's going to be a champ that's not too inconsistently banned in all of the regions now. And I'm going to go with an assassin pick because assassins are huge in worlds. I think it, it makes for a good show. People love the kill-to-death ratio on assassins. And it really gives your top-level players a chance to basically shine. And you know when you're getting your fakers and your Bjergs and your Jensens and, you know, these top-tier, uh, even European mid laners on some champions that could do some damage and put up some kills. It's going to be for a good show. So I am going to say top band champion of worlds is LeBlanc. LeBlanc being a top band champ. Okay. All right. Um, you know, Assassin is always a good pick. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, a character that can that just has too much control in the game, right? Just too much like where you can, you can shift way too much. I think we're going to see... Something like a sorry, the dogs are going crazy for some reason. I don't even know what's <laughs> going on. I think they're they're really getting excited about worlds. So, all right, um, game changer, game controller, and shifter. And I think the 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 big thing here is we're gonna see something like a a bard 
type band, right? And 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 I don't I say bard type band because I think support is going to play this role where where you can shift direction of an entire team and move them across the map. And so something like that we're going to start to see a shift where early in worlds we're going to see a character we're going to see some some champ come out that is just allowing a team to move across the map far too easily as a, as a, as a cohesive team or bringing the bot lane to to the mid lane or to the top way too easy and then you're going to start seeing that just cut off big time like a bard or any any type of global teleport champ yeah shen or tom ken true mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's something that is going to be shifting because I feel like the bot lane is going to have a focus point where it's not necessarily the ADC that's going to be getting picked on here when it comes to bands. It's going to be their support role. How can we how can we lessen the support role where they don't have the ability to affect the game as much? It's funny. When we've, when yeah, we've it's seen funny. we've seen like Rakan. Just, 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 just wrecking, ruining games, yeah. ruining games. It's, where it's, it's like, even oh funny you mentioned him because it was really hard for me to pick between LeBlanc and Rakan. Yeah, and it's funny you say a support change, and I think Rakan right now is just so game changing in team fights in the support role, and he also is probably one of the strongest support uh, lane phase champions. Yeah. So, you know, it was it was tough to really pick LeBlanc over him, but he was real close, and then probably right after them, which also made it into my, my list of top three, would, would have been uh, Cho'Gath. Yeah, Cho- see, Cho'Gath is, is something, I mean, we're going to see bans for Cho, but I think uh, some teams will let him through with the idea that they believe they can pick on him. Yep. You know, and I, but I do believe that the support role is gonna is gonna be bigger than it's ever been in Worlds, and it's just simply because the support role this year has seemed to grow and grow into that whole. Yeah, you support the bot lane real early game, but then all of a sudden you are all over the place and you are causing mischief everywhere. It's not that you're causing a ton of damage; it's that you have a team, you know, commit on an engagement, and then because of the support. Everything that they just committed did nothing. And it's just like, oh my God, get out, you're screwed. Rakan just just ruined everything with a few simple moves. And so, yeah, I think um, we're going to see, we always see something in worlds, right? And like you said, assassins are a very popular move because they're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And I think LeBlanc can very well be one of those champs that is going to get axed left and right. The scary thing is that there is a Zed and there is, there is assassins that, you know, are going to fill that shoe that you can't you can't block them all. What I feel like in support is that you have a pool of those champs that are heavily game changers in late game when it comes to team and team fights that I think you can block that out where you can get an early pick on your team and you can block it out where you feel like you have an advantage against the other team because you've left them with a lesser a lower tier choice. So that that's my prediction. I could be way off, and we could see a whole weird top lane, you know, meta change that creates a ton of bands. But I'm gonna go with the support just from what I've seen through EU and NA, and just seeing uh, supports playing such an important role uh, mid and late game. Okay, and then uh, let's see, who do you think is going to be the most picked champ going through Worlds? Hottest champ out there right now. Hi, how, how about this? 
you know, ban ban the side, you know, because you're going to try to ban out some of the the potential threats based off the all stars yeah. that you're facing against. Just minus bans like the hottest champ played. Hottest champ played in the sense of priority, like like these teams are going first. Oh, I got first pick. We got to lock this player in because otherwise, if we don't ban it, it's going to the other team. Um. Seeing the metas going into worlds, I'll give you I, another one. It's Rakan. <laughs> it, it might, it might be. Um, seeing the meta going into worlds, I think that we're in a meta right now that is huge bot lane push. I think bot lane is more important now than it has been in a long time. It's you're kind of this tank form that you're, we're going. You're finding you're finding your jungle and top are kind of going into the tanks, and you're really you're really pushing that damage onto your ADC and your mage mid lane and or assassin mid lane, and um. Strongest currently, I think, is actually being played, and I think she will make it into the tournament as probably one of the most played ADCs throughout Worlds, and that's Zaya. Zaya, I yeah. think her mobility, the fact that her alt can literally basically <laughs> nullify multiple other alts because she goes invulnerable and has the ability to flash during that alt so she can position herself to make a, a counter move to what another team is doing in a team fight strictly off of a R click and, and a flash and completely changed the the outlook of the team fight. And uh, I don't think there's too many answers for her right now aside from Baban. Like there's yeah. not a huge counter. Um, I personally would like to see the the hybrids come back into play. So I, I would like to see a lot of Trist and Kog'Maw played. But uh, as far as an ADC that really holds up against her, you know, supporting ability, the fact that she has a stun, the fact that she can output damage, she has huge attack speed, the only other champ I think that could match her right now would be Ash. Right, yeah. But even but Ash doesn't have plays the, more of a support role than she does an actual damage role. Yeah, I think. she well she also doesn't have the maneuverability that that, that Zaya, Zaya has. So. Yep. Yeah, it's tough, especially when you see these Rakan Zaya, you know, uh, bot lanes. That's yeah. why I think that's why I think you're going to see that ban one way or the other, because you can't let those two together. It's just too much. It's it's brutal when when you have to yeah. go up against those two. I mean, they were designed together and they play well off yeah. of each other. So I think a resurgence is also in the bot lane, and I think one of our top uh, picks because we might see that focus of a Zaya shutdown or a Rakan shutdown is I think Callista is going to make a big jump back here, uh, in that in, in, and we see her banned a lot. So that was actually one of my like, man, she might get banned. She might be one of the top banned players, but I think because priority is going to focus on support, it's going to. Focus on those top assassins. You're gonna sh- you're gonna want to shut down. You know the the jungle pool right now is is light. I feel so. I feel like jungle is a focus point where you grab your jungle that you want and then you try to block a few jungles just to just to again think that you, that your opponent has a tier two jungler versus a tier one that you got. So I think because of that, you have what slips through, and I think Callista starts to slip through, giving her uh, some you know a reborn. Um, ability here to to really take over the bot lane, and we've seen why Callista gets banned so much is because you know she's a poke champ early game, but late game she she's a a damage dealing just yeah. mess. She's a mess to deal with. You don't, and you know I enjoy playing as her, but uh, I think I think we might see her um, show back up here in Worlds and and maybe uh, create some some new uh, 
yeah. some new meta here. And with her passive, she's very sporadic yep. and hard to predict what she's going to do or where she's going to be because she has that little jump after her auto attacks. So it's going to be interesting to see how teams are going to counteract the fact that you really just have no clue where she's going to be, when she's going to be there. Yeah. So, but we'll see. Those are, those are some of our predictions. We want to hear your predictions, though, and you can do that on our Discord, MotorCityGaming.com. Click right on the homepage. Join the MCG Discord. It is free. Come talk about video games with people from around the world every day, and the League of Legends channel is on fire right now with all of this talk. So, other things going on in Discord is we just got uh, 7.18 patch notes for nerfs and buffs and everything. Yep. Um, which nerfs and nerfs <laughs> and nerfs. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of buffs. Yeah. The buffs were very light, a lot of nerfs. And then we also got confirmation that uh, Championship Ash, uh, along with the Cassiopeia uh, skin, looks to be hitting in that patch as well. So, mm-hmm. But that's all being talked about in the League of Legends channel on our Discord. That's uh, that's about wrapping it up here. I don't think I have anything else. Did you want to cover anything else before we uh, call it a day? No, I'm, and we don't have to go into details as a why. Just pick a champ and name it. Uh-huh. A champ that you don't see a lot of played now that you want to see played in Worlds. Hmm, that I want to see played in Worlds. I don't see enough. Hmm. Kled. Ooh, it's a good choice. It's a good choice. <laughs> I'm a I'm a fan of Kled, so I'd love to see some more Kled uh, and some some pro level Kled play yeah. for me to analyze. For me, Alurian Soul. Oh yeah, it's always. A I good think one. his kit's just strong in in the meta, and you know, having the top tier players in the world be able to get their hands on him, I'd love to see some more Alurian Soul. Yeah, Evelyn. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, pull out everyone. <laughs> no, it's you're, all about that Kled. I'd yeah. love to see. I'd love to see Kled. You know, obviously he's fun. He's funny, but he also has that his speed uh, speed boost alt and for a full again full team initiative. He he would could be that that interesting meta shift up top that I want to see no. more damage, speed, team movement. Against this tanky, tanky, tanky with you know two damage, you know a mid and a bot lane damage, which we've been seeing a lot of, and it's you know league's enjoyable to watch. Period. But like, it's kind of getting to that point. Where I'm like, this is a little too much. Like, it's just so much frontline tankiness that it's like. You're, you got the announcers screaming for five minutes straight because that's how long the life <laughs> these health bars take yeah. to deplete, you know. But we'll see. Yep. We just want to remind everybody that this episode is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. If you want early access to this show along with other great perks, head on over to patreon.com slash podcast. We actually just revamped our page. Everything's looking fresh. Added a new perk, which is live in uh, Tenured Rewards. So, you know, go see what it's all about and uh help support your favorite gaming podcast if you like this show if you like game, the games of the podcast the legend of retro you you read our blogs on motorcitygaming.com you know you interact with us on social media facebook twitter instagram wherever it is if you enjoy this community the the way to support us is tell people about us Leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. You know, you can do all that. And then if you want to go that extra step, it's Patreon. Head on over to patreon.com slash Podcast. 
Make your pledge today. Get some perks and help us continue to grow this community and grow this brand. And that's it. Simple as that. This has been episode 26 of Gamezilla Alpha, and uh, I've been your host, Grimlock, along with Jazzy Fiddle. You can always find us on League of Legends. My tag is Grimlock the Dino. Mine is Jazzy Fiddle. See, there you go. Simple as that. Right. We're playing League almost every day. Feel free to send us a friend request, and let's uh, let's get some games in. But, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see you all next week, and until then, game, game on. on. And we'll see you on the Rift. Pentakill.